In this podcast episode, we're going to talk about why I personally don't like maintenance clients and what you should look out for if you want to do this in your business. This is the Detailing Business Class Podcast. And welcome back to another podcast episode. It is as of recording this episode Monday, and it's a kind of this past few days, there's been quite a few uh because we're in hurricane season right now, so there is a lot of rain and clouds, so it makes the weather feel much better. Because if you know anything about Texas, same thing as Arizona and all that, is that it gets very, very, very hot. We typically we typically cross the 100, 102, 104 um, Fahrenheit. Uh, plus, with this crazy humidity, it's pretty crazy. So now that we have, you know, a lot of rain, a bit of flooding, but man, does it really help lower the temperature and humidity here? So I do greatly um, enjoy this weather. So. Anywho, uh, we're going to be talking about why I don't like maintenance clients and what to look out for if you want to do this in your business. Now, um, you know, maintenance clients is typically, it might differ from business to business, right? If you have like a car wash business, like a car wash um, uh, where you have like, um, you know, just you strictly just primarily focus on like quick details, then, you know, that's a different kind of maintenance um, versus like if you have more premium services and you have clients that, you know, you service after doing a correction and coding, that's, you know, that's going to be a bit different in terms of how those two operate. Now, again, for the most part, you can say a maintenance client is just someone that you keep, you know, keep their vehicle, um, you service their vehicle on a weekly, biweekly or monthly basis. Um, and it's typically like, you know, uh, a thorough wash. We call it a premium wash. And then uh, what we call is a mini interior detail, which is just you're vacuuming the interior, wiping down the dust and debris, and then cleaning the glass and door jams. So it's, it's a very, relatively straight process. Now for us, um, to give you some context, for our maintenance clients, maintenance clients, um, we have, I think, maybe, we don't have that many. We have maybe two to four maintenance clients on a monthly basis. Well, some are weekly, some are monthly, but we that we actually go out to them, um, so it's mobile. And then I want to say we have maybe like three to seven maintenance clients that come to us. Now, when I say maintenance, like I couldn't, maybe like a few of them are bi-weekly, one or two of them are weekly, and a lot of them are more kind of monthly or like when their car gets dirty, but we do see them frequently. So that's kind of what maintenance clients is. Now, the... You know, why people like the idea of maintenance clients is because you kind of set them on a repeat schedule. So, you know, in, you know, if, if, if you have a customer that comes back to you twice a month, they're paying you, I'm just making up numbers here, guys, uh, you know, $120 per maintenance detail, then per month, if you're serving them twice a month, then that's $240, right? And if you can compound that over, Let's say if they stick with you for a year, then that's two thousand whatever dollars, right? Um, and then if you can kind of you know stack that with you know ten maintenance clients, and each one is paying you two forty, and you're servicing each one uh, twice a month, so you multiply two times ten times twelve, um, then it's whatever twenty thousand. I'm not I'm not doing any math in my head right now, but you get the point. Now, what I'm going to do in this in this uh, episode is kind of. Compare, contrast the, the pros and cons, why we do like maintenance clients or, or why maintenance clients is appealing 
And then why I don't like maintenance clients and specifically why we don't target maintenance clients. And it's not like a big part of our business and we're not pushing or focusing on making it a big part of our business. So we'll start off with the pros is that um, one, like I said, you have repeat business on a weekly, biweekly or monthly basis. Now, it's going to be different for, again, depending on your business or what the customer or client wants. Um, this is where like a lot of people get stuck on, like, hey, do I offer weekly, biweekly? Do I offer a package or discount? Do I do it if they add more vehicles? Um, and that's something that you just have to figure out on your own. Every business will be different. Um, I'm, one thing I'd say is like there's no set rule. So whatever makes sense to you, to your customers, how you price that, it's up to you. Um, the other pro to it is if there's a slow day on your schedule, right? Let's say there's there's rain or bad weather or someone cancels, whatever, whatever, right? Um, your maintenance clients are going to be there for the most part, right? Because if you have, you know, if you're servicing, I'm making, I'm making all these numbers up. If you're servicing four um, maintenance clients per week and you can choose whatever day that you, that you go out to them. Um, and on Friday, let's say you had a, a customer drop off and you still have to get to three maintenance clients. And on that Friday, instead of doing nothing, um, you can just put those three maintenance clients on that Friday, even after that one customer dropped off. So in that way, it's good because you always have ongoing work and ongoing revenue coming in because they're kind of there just waiting for you to service their vehicle. Um, the next thing is, again, reoccurring revenue every month. So if, you know, um, like for me, for, for all our maintenance clients, which is many, but for all our maintenance clients, like none of them are are on like an auto pay or anything like that. It's like when they schedule it, when, we, when we're done with their service, and we accept payment. Um, we haven't really looked into, not that we haven't looked into it, but it just because all the, because the weather, because our schedule, because just the customer itself, like it's not always going to be that free or that consistent as far as like, it's going to be every Friday or every Saturday, we're going to do this exact service. Um, so we'd rather just wait until they come in and, and get the, you know, get the service and then they pay. Um, but I know some people love the idea of like, oh, I want to put it like that, that is recurring every month. Um, so if you do do that, that is a plus where just every month, you know, assuming you have the numbers behind it, like it's actually worthwhile. You'll just get, you know, $1,500, $3,000 a month and just maintenance work. Um, and then you have to go service it still, obviously, but that's something that can definitely, um, that's a definitely a, a pro for your business. Um, the other one is you can build a relationship with the client, meaning since you see, since you're seeing them more often, um, there's a chance that you just, you're just able to, to, to talk with the, with the, with the, with the individual more. Um, and just kind of build that rapport more than if you're doing one-off clients, right? If you're seeing the customer once, twice a month, once a month, um, you can just kind of, you know, you, you start to ask questions, start to build a conversation and you just, you just get to know them a lot better and that can easily, you know, lead to more referrals or them just staying with you longer or them, you know, once they get a new car or referring you like there's, there's many benefits to just building rapport and building a relationship with the individual. And the more time you give yourself to build that relationship, um, just, you know, it's just better overall. And even if you don't get any of that, uh, as far as like more referrals or whatever, whatever, you just, you build a better connection with that individual and they have that more, you know, loyalty with your, with you and your, and your brand, because you're always there, um, kind of just talking and again, building that relationship. Um, the last one here that I'll say on the pros is that, um, you can, you know, because it's, it's pretty straightforward as far as washing an interior, uh, washing a vehicle and then cleaning the interior. So, you could train an employee to take care of this for you, right? To take care of like the the uh, the maintenance schedule, you can say, um, which is a big plus because again, like if you really want to build your business and create more revenue and just keep on leveling up in what you're doing, um, at some point you can't do it all. Um, and the best way to do that, especially with something like this, like if you have a full out maintenance schedule um, where you're servicing five, 10, 15 customers per week, then you can easily hand that off to, uh, not easily, but you can train someone over time and then they can just strictly focus on, Hey, like I, I can handle the maintenance clients. I can handle the maintenance schedule. 
you can keep on booking more maintenance and then I can handle it with one other person. So if you're looking, if you're going in that direction of like, you want more, more growth, more customers, more everything, but you, you don't want to get stuck in like, oh, like I don't want to do all the maintenance work because there's still the correction and the coding and interiors. Then building out a team to just do that specific job is also, you know, obviously very uh, a positive in your business. So don't get me wrong. There are good things that come with uh, maintenance clients. And again, like if one thing I just shared on my stories on Instagram, follow me at Detail Group, is that don't worry about what anyone else says or does with their business. If you want to do something, if you just want to strictly focus on maintenance clients, if you want to strictly focus on paint correction coatings, if you want to primarily focus on interior cleanings, just do that, right? Not like you run the business that you want. If you don't want to deal with exterior and you just want to do interior, do it. If you just want to do exterior and never touch interior, do it. If you just want to do headlight restorations, just do that. Like you are in control of your business, of your future, of whatever. Like, so you build what you want. Um, little side tangent, but just you do what you want to do. Don't worry about, oh, well, this person doesn't do that, so I guess I can't do it. No, go be the first one to do it then. And then other people are going to follow what you're doing, you know? So just a little side tangent right there. So uh, now let's go into the cons, right? So why um, you shouldn't or just things that I, I look out for with maintenance clients. So um, number one is if you are doing maintenance work and you're mobile, you have to drive out to the customer, duh, right? You're mobile. But then what kind of drags you down is the distance between those customers. Now, there's ways you can work around this, right? If you schedule them properly, obviously, it'd be better if you bundle, you know, three customers that are within 10 miles of each other. Then if you schedule one that's, you know, 20 miles away, then the other one is 15 miles away, then the other one is 40 miles away, right? Obviously, that wouldn't make sense. Um, but on that same token, though, is that sometimes you're not in control of that because, you know, one customer might say, hey, can we do the maintenance client, the maintenance service on Friday? And then, you know, there's two other customers around them and you reach out to them and, hey, can we do it Friday? And they're like, no, I'm busy Friday. Can you do it Thursday? And then you ask the other one, hey, can you do it Friday? No, I can do it Tuesday. So now it's like, you can like, and then, you know, you might go, another customer might reach out to you and say, hey, by the way, can you do a maintenance for me on Friday? And they're, you know, 15 miles away, 20 miles away. And it's like your, your schedule easily gets scattered and you start driving all over the place because not everyone's schedule is going to match up um, as far as uh, like when's most optimal for you as far as driving and distance. Um, next one is they want the same date and time every week. So um, for not a lot of our, our, of our maintenance uh, jobs are not the same time and date, but we do have a few that want every week on a Thursday that wanted every Saturday or when they come in a Saturday at 9 a.m. Um, and the problem with, although it sounds good, oh, yeah, just every Thursday, all maintenance work. The problem with this, though, is that if it, like, it interrupts everything else that you might be able to schedule for the day, meaning if there's a maintenance client that wants it at 1 p.m. every Thursday and you drive, you know, it takes you 15 minutes to get there, well, then if you have, like, you basically have to, you know, if you obviously because you want to be um, reliable with your maintenance work, right? And you want to be there for the customer. So, like, if they want it every Thursday at 1 p.m., you basically, unless you're, like, assuming you're doing this by yourself, you're not scheduling anything on on Thursday. Uh, unless you can get it done, you're not scheduling anything at 11, 12, uh, uh, 2, or 3 p.m. because you have to drive there and handle that one customer, and what happens to us a lot is like if we have a if we have someone saying, "Hey, I have this correction encoding. I want to I want a correction encoding. Um, I can drop it off, whatever, whatever." And it'll you know, can I pick it up on Saturday? I'm making up days here, but what I'm getting at is like 
if we can work on the correction coding for Thursday and Friday, but then that maintenance client wasn't done every Thursday at 1 p.m., like that's their day, well, then you could, you know, you can start on that on that correction and coding on Thursday, but since you have to go do that maintenance job, then you're going to have to stop what you're doing, assuming you have a shop, right? Like, this is assuming that, like, us, like, we have a shop at work, you know, we have a shop. So we'd stop doing the, the correction, and then we'd go service that maintenance, and then come back and start on that on that correction. So it kind of gets in the way of what you're doing um, if you're, you know, if you're booking other jobs. Um, again, not, not in a bad way, but it's like, it's just, if you have four maintenance clients, four weekly maintenance clients, and one wants it at Friday at 9, the other one wants it on Thursday at 1, the other one wants it friday at you know 1 p.m well then what do you like you're missing you're potentially missing a lot of other big jobs when they come your way you're not going to schedule them because you have those maintenance clients there so and that's that, that's happened to us a lot where we'll, we'll still schedule the job just because like we have a shop so they can we can keep our car here but if there's maintenance work it's like okay yeah, let's that's like let's stop doing this you know fourteen hundred dollar job and let's go wrap up that you know depending on the job but let's go to wrap up that 120 dollar job that you know, $180 job, that $200 job. And, you know, those are still great jobs. But like when they're, when we have on deck right now, a $1,200 job, an $800 job, a $1,400 job, a $1,600 job, it's like the maintenance work kind of gets in the way at that point, you know? Um, so, and that was actually my next point. They take up, they take up spots from bigger jobs. Um, and that's probably one of the, the, the more uh, important ones on why we don't do them is just because like once you start getting a lot of them, like it, you know, if you can line up all the customers on the same time in the same area, that's going to work out in your favor. Right. But the odds of that happening every single time, it's like, it's just, it's, it's not ideal. Right. Because everyone has different schedules. Everyone has different times that, 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 that they're available. So it's like, it's not always going to work out in your favor. Um, and it's not like lawn maintenance where it's like, yeah, like, you know, I don't need the, the keys to your house or to your car. I just need to go to your lawn and, and cut it. So I can like, you know, I could have, you know, 30 lawns to cut in a day and like I can, I can optimize my route because I don't need you to be there. I just need to have the, um, I just need to go and cut your grass. Whereas like you can't really do that with detailing because, well, we need the customer's cars. They might want to be there. Then, you know, the cars are in the garage, like whatever, whatever. So there's a bit more of, of obstacles you have, you have to cross to just get there and, and work on the vehicle. Now, again, don't get me wrong. We have customers that just leave the car outside, that leave their keys outside for us. Sure. But like, if you have many clients, like, is everyone going to do that to where you can just pull up at any time and, and work on their vehicle? You know, you have to work that out on your own. Um, uh, the next one is it's a low end skill you shouldn't do. So this one, I don't mean this in a bad way. Again, I don't mean like, oh, it's low skill. Like this is just for, you know, a beginner level detailer. No, what I'm saying is if you're running your detailing business, right, and you are the owner, you're the one that's bringing in the money. What makes more sense for you to spend two hours of your time? I'm making up numbers here. Um, however, let's say like throughout the week, you, you spend 12 hours of your time doing maintenance work, right? Um, driving, whatever. Let's say 12 hours. Does it make sense for you to spend 12 hours doing maintenance work or 12 hours on a correction and coding? Does it make more sense to spend 12 hours maintenance work or 12 hours, I don't know, doing like us smoke odor removal jobs, right? There's a big difference between doing 12 hours of work and maintenance work and 12, 12 hours of work and, you know, whatever else. And what I'm getting at is that like you can train someone to handle the maintenance work because it's pretty straightforward and easy, right? It, you, there, there's no, there's not a high level of skill that you need. So this is a con is what I'm saying is because if you get stuck into the maintenance world, okay, so you're going to fill up your, your schedule with, with maintenance work. And then what? Like, is that where 
your highest level of skill and experience should be handled is right there simply doing maintenance work? Like, is that where the epitome of your skill stops, right? So, like, in, you know, the way I look at things is it would make more sense if you're able to, like, get a, a maintenance schedule running, right? And then you hire someone to handle that maintenance work while you take on the bigger jobs or the ones that require more skill, right? Again, not, not in a bad way. It's just like, like in anything, there's a totem pole of skill level, right? And if you are the one with the most experience, the most skills, the most confidence, the most everything, the most technical skills, you get put on the bigger, higher end, more, you know, uh, specific jobs because you have that skill level and you get paid more for it. Whereas if you're just coming in and you don't have much uh, much skill or experience, you're going to be given the lower task because, like, that's where you need to start because you don't have as much experience and confidence and all that. So it's not a bad way. It's just, like, look at what you're doing in your business. It's like, should you spend your valuable time that you've accumulated all this, this experience and skills on just maintenance work all day, you know? I would argue no. But again, like I said earlier, you build the business that you want. Um, and, and with that being said, though, um, you can always make it work um, with whatever that you're doing, right? Like, that's one thing I, I really want to get, you know, get across in this episode of, like, even if that I said, like, the, the, the cons to all this, like, if you want a car wash business that just does quick details, you can do that. If you want to whatever, whatever, you know, focus on just correct, you can do that. Like, with just maintenance work or, or, or like, a car wash style business, like, you know, going across $100,000 per year. Like, there's no one telling you that you can't do that, right? It just comes down, like everything else, with your planning, with how you, you know, operate on a daily basis, with, you know, how you're able to actually adapt to any challenges that come about. Like, there's no reason why you can't do whatever you want because this is your business and you can do whatever you want with it. So that's something I, I really want to make sure we get, agro- uh, get across here is that you can build whatever you want. I guess we're using maintenance here as, a, as, a, as an example, but we can do, you can do anything that you want in your business. I'll end it right here. Thank you very much. And I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.